Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we're doing another anniversary review, this time with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. And I am Peter, and joining me as always... Uh, Mariano. Hey, Mariano, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, we, it's so good. We forgot what we're doing here. We're just talking NBA. I think that's what threw us all off. For yeah, a loop just here. a little bit. We did some NBA yeah. talk for the uh, last 15 minutes. Yeah. And we saved every, uh, every member of the audience who doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. Record that. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> right. And you know, um, we are talking about a football movie today that involves right. a previous Super Bowl, and we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, I didn't even. You know what? I th- it seems like we kind of did this uh, on purpose because we we're that good. Yes, we're that absolutely. good. You know, it's like yeah. the butterfly effect. We we went back yeah, exactly, in time and, yep. <laughs> and you, you know what? What would have been more professional is if we actually re- released this on today. Be like, hey, yeah. the anniversary is tomorrow because yeah, it's Super Bowl related. <laughs> Yeah, we're no, not. That, well, come on now. <laughs> in, to be fair, I just got backed up in some of our episodes. You know, uh, okay. yeah, that that's really what it was. But, you know, busy doing things. But yeah. um, yep, no guest uh, for this episode today. But uh, we we're talking about the 1994 movie. Uh, what we like to do is go back and see what came out or what was hot around this time. Uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release, uh, which was February fourth, 1994. All for Love by Brian Adams, Ross Stewart, and Sting. Let's make it all fun, all for love. I know that song. Is it one you like? That's all I got to say. No, not really. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say, I guess. I am like, I know I know her. That's all I know. That's, okay. That's all I can tell okay, you. You're familiar with her. Um, you know, one of those situations where if I heard it, I, I'm sure I'd know it. Oh, you, you would know it. Because I think it's one that was definitely played quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I bet. Quite I mean, a bit. It was only number one for f- uh, three weeks. Uh, the song before that was Mariah Carey's Hero. So okay. I was in middle school. Right around that time. Mm, no, actually, I was elementary school around this time. Oh, so you may not, you may, you may, it may sound familiar. You may not be, you may not know it though. It so there's be. a chance. There's a slight chance. I I think around this time I was heavy into the R&B. Um, I think 1993, All for One probably ruled like the radio waves and right. things of that nature. So the the more contemporary may not have been on my radar. So it'd be interesting to see if I if I did recognize it. But I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I know all those artists. You know, right? Oh well, yeah. They're. Um, do you think that you'd be more familiar with the? Um, uh, all for love by Color Me Bad, as opposed to this oh, All for Love. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, that's Col- what I was, yeah, was thinking. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So that's because at first you said All for Love, and I'm like, I don't remember that song being number one. And then you said who it was. I'm like, oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, 
uh, Color Me Bad's All for Love did not reach number one. I, I believe, I, I don't know if they had many number ones other than like Sex You Up. I think that's the only one if they didn't. I don't even know how long that was. Uh, like, yeah, I don't even think like Two Amore was very high. No, right. Um, yep. You know, some of the other ones that are that are pretty good songs, just, you know, I, I can't see them being that big because they yeah. weren't that big of a band anyway. No, they weren't, but they were good. They were good. I'm they a, were good. I'm b- Coloring Bad. It's my jam right there too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my that. favorite slow jam slash karaoke go-tos is um, forgetting the title right now because it's one of those like... Y- you know, you got to have the, the words in the right order, but it's like the earth, the wind, the rain. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Love okay. that song. You know that one? No, I'm not. If I hear it, I probably know yeah. it. Slow yeah. So Jam, I'll send you the link later. It's okay. one of my faves. Uh, the other movies that came out uh, that weekend, My Father the Hero. What? Oh, you what? don't know that what? one. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay, check this out. So, okay, Young Lady... Uh, uh-huh. I'm forget. I think it's uh, what what is her face? She was in. I think she was on Grey's. Hi- you know, she was in like twenty seven dresses. Uh, oh, she was Catherine in- Heigl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this okay. is her young lady, right? She's like oh, geez, maybe fourteen, she's a teenager or something. She's right, a so teenager. She's young. Yeah, and her dad is like French, and then I don't know. They're, they they go around pretending to be like lovers or something, but it's like his daughter. What? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like I that saw sounds it. terrible. Yeah, yeah. I saw it one time. Hey man, it's the nineties. They have a bunch of bad ideas. Um Oh, I, Gerard de Purdue? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't recognize this movie. How I I vaguely recognize yeah, this yeah. movie. I know I didn't see it. <laughs> How do you know so much about it, Peter? Uh, hey, please explain. Pull up a chair and talk to us about it. <laughs> well, you see, I was twelve years old and you know, there, there's a pretty young lady on the cover box. It's probably why I rented it. Yeah. But, How old uh, was she in this movie, though? I, uh, I don't know. Your guess is just please as say, good as mine. Just, I, please she, say over eighteen. She can't be that much older <laughs> than me, you know. And I'm right. you know, in my mid thirties, so going back what fifteen? No, twenty five years. Twenty five years, yeah. Um, that uh. puts her about. <laughs> we're not here to math we're not here to math no no we're not yeah, yeah. we're not math all we're right not math people. so let's see some of the other movies uh we got a movie called i'll do anything okay so she was born in 78 we're gonna do the math here now so okay, she's, she's five years so, so she's, she's 41 40, right now yeah 40 41 yeah okay so okay so she what are you talking about 25 years ago mm-hmm. that makes her 20 that makes her over 20 Wait, what? I can't do math. See, we're not here for math. Sorry, <laughs> See, I told you. I told you. What, what did Damn, you get I yourself tried. into? <laughs> what are you trying to do? All right, moving along. Um, I'll do anything. Uh, this one had Nick Nolte, Albert Brooks, uh, Tracy Ullman. Pretty good cast here. This one oh, okay. I have not seen, but I am familiar uh, with this cover box. And also a smaller movie called Romeo is Bleeding. Uh, this that one, I saw. Did you? That okay. one I saw, yeah. That one I saw. In Gary a, in Oldman's a, um, in it. Yes, Gary Oldman. That was a fucking good movie. Is it? Okay. So it's, oh, yes. Thriller, he, too. He plays, I like those. He plays a corrupt cop who, um, or New, mm. I want to say New York, corrupt uh, undercover cop or something, or detective, and okay. um, he's basically like just amassing a bunch of money that he's burying. I remember him burying money in the yard. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, that was a big thing, like him burying his money and then getting double crossed and him double crossing other people or whatever. And yeah, so he's in it. And there's somebody else that's in it that was really good too. And I can't remember her name right now, but she, she wasn't in a lot of movies. But yeah, way. his name is the only one listed here on. Right. Uh, um, 
Yeah, he's Fox a big mo- he's, mojo. Yeah, he's the big uh the big, big guy in that one. The big name on there. But that's the uh that's the first movie I've seen Gary Oldman in, actually. Oh, interesting. So this is I was like, probably and I was like, Man, isn't this mm-hmm. around the time of true romance also? I think so. I think Maybe True Romance is a little later, maybe a year Actually, or two. Actually, might have been uh, a year earlier. Uh, oh, you think? It oh, might have okay. been even 93. But, you know, he didn't have a big role in that one anyway. No, no. But um, I, and I, I do... didn't see that till later, like on video or something. But I saw this one in the theater because it was like, oh, let's see what this is about. It was one of those weird, like, you go to the movie theater and you're like, oh, what, man, what was playing. Yeah. You know, back in, yeah, back before the interwebs, you mm-hmm. know, before your phone could tell you what was playing and what time, you just show up to the movie theater and it's like, Okay, what's playing? Uh, all right, well, let's try this one out. See what that's about. That's that's exactly how it needs to be. Uh, I yep, was just yeah. telling this story not too long ago on my last day of eighth grade, right? My last day of middle school. Uh, a friend and I, we walked across the street to the movie theater, which is no longer there. And we're like, all right, well, what's playing? Speed 2? I mean, I guess we saw the first one. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I remember going to go watch. Uh, that was it. That's probably the last time I saw it, too. I want to say, did we sneak into it? We might have snuck into Romeo's Bleeding, or we went to Romeo's Bleeding and then snuck into Six Degrees of Separation. This is like a, obviously an art house Berkeley film film uh, yeah, movie yeah, theater because yeah. they had like all these like more independent movies that aren't like the big blockbusters or whatever. Look yeah, at that. you were into that stuff think, before they were popular. Yeah, and Six Degrees of Separation very underrated. That's a fucking hell of a movie. And yeah, the Will Smith that's movie? when I saw. Yeah, that's yeah. when I saw Will Smith and for the go first and time. went. Well, no, I've seen him before. <laughs> first time I look into his eyes, he's very tall. <laughs> no, that's the first time I saw Will Smith and said, that dude is going to go places far. Cause his at- because that showed the uh, range that he had. And before that, it was Fresh Prince. You're like, oh, okay, right. he's funny. I get it. And before that, I had, you know, my friend my friend had his record. So we had the Fresh Prince <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff, right? Uh, but when I saw that movie, I was like, you know what? That dude's got chops. He's gonna be like something huge, and I and I just thought more along the lines of like not just art house films, but you know maybe some blah blah. And I didn't realize that he was gonna be like uh, Independence Day and Bad Boys was gonna like really catapult him. You know, cause yeah, he could become a and I went, oh yeah, of course it makes sense. He could be an action star too. Just he's got the you know he's got the range to do all that stuff, but he can do the serious shit too. Oh, absolutely. Anybody that's seen Pursuit of Happy- Happiness, you know that movie made me cry. It was just a very emotional movie. So, oh, absolutely. Will Smith is one of my favorite actors. So yeah. So I so yeah saw him on that. and I was like, this is the dude. And then I saw Gary Oldman. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that was a great day. Yeah. Gary Oldman and Will Smith. Too, come on. Maybe, maybe that's when me. you started getting like into uh, you know uh, critiquing movies. Like, yeah, hey, I you think know, that th- yeah. these two guys. They're going to go somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. one day I'm going to yeah. review these movies. Yeah. <laughs> one day I'll be, I'll, one day I'll survive the polar vortex and I'll be, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be like, and I'll be uh, talking about Ace Ventura Pit Detective. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's a great segue if I've ever heard one. Uh, so Ace Ventura Pet Detective at this point in Jim Carrey's uh, career, he's not quite the it man yet but he's getting there you know this was definitely one of his biggest hits later on in the year he'd come out with one of my favorite movies of his and one of my favorite comedies of all time which i'm not going to reveal because we're going to do it i'm going to say it now we're going to do that okay. movie all right comes out okay. later this year which i'm sure many people can guess and many people probably know if they know his um filmography but uh this is like the most jim curious of movies <laughs> yeah oh boy you know all, all i saw were like things that he did on in living color right 
You know, he did a lot of that yeah. from the uh, far Marsha Bill laugh, just some of his lines and yep. mannerisms. The, all, all right then. <laughs> yeah, that, that, exactly. that was definitely one of them. Yeah. So if anyone listened to our "She's All That" episode, you know, I teased that at the very end. But uh, just a, a quick rundown here. This one was the film debut of Tom Shadyac. I think that's how you say his name, and he goes off to do uh, a, a bunch of big comedies as well. Uh, Sean Young. You know, who was the OG uh, Vicky Vale, 1989 Batman. She got replaced by Kim Basinger, right? So oh, she, she's she had this. the role first? She had the role first, and I think she mm. fell off a horse and broke her arm or something. Oh, and wow. And they, they replaced her. I'm surprised you don't know the story. This is No, I don't infamous. know this one. So yeah. when they decided to do Batman Returns, she wanted to go after that Catwoman role. And this lady, yeah, she, I remember dress, that. she dresses she up as like Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why that happened, because she this lost is out. A, Here's the thing, like, because I saw her, um, you know, she was in Dune and she was in like uh, a few other things. And um, and here's the question. This is funny because the whole thing, it's not funny. We're getting serious here. Sorry, everybody. But the whole thing about um, once in a while, you th- I think, oh, man, what happened to this one actress? Because she was really good in two roles or whatever. And then they just disappear. And then the question becomes like, to me anyway, I'm like, well, what did happen? Did, did they not do something that some shady uh, producer didn't want them to do? And all of a sudden they disappear because they get... You know, phone call from Harvey. He's like, "Hey, you know, you don't don't put her in any movies anymore, or whatever." Right. You don't know that because Sean Yang was pretty pretty decent act. You know, she's she was good to me to me anyway. So I was like, "What happened? She just kind of disappeared, right?" And I understand. I remember that infamous Catwoman uh, story or whatever. But who's to say? I don't know. It it's hard to say what's real and what's not. You know, being Hollywood and whatnot. But absolutely. Uh, I, you know, if you have powerful enough uh, players behind the scenes who can carry a, a lot of weight as far as who gets what role and who can become a star, do you know what I mean? Like, besides the acting uh, capabilities, people can just become obscure after a while, you know? So it's just, it's like a lot of back scratching, right? Absolutely. Like yeah, uh, so all that, types of scratching, yeah. sure. No, um, right. No, I was trying to make it light here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You know, let, let, let's, let's be, you know, serious, you know, for, for a chance here. Um, you know, on the note of, you know, cast and recast and what have you, originally they wanted Rick Moranis for this role. And oh. Ace Ventura was supposed to be more of a, like a bumbling idiot, you know, kind of like your Pink Panther with Steve Martin, you know, that, that right, type right, of right, character. Right, right. So right. that makes sense. Because when I read Rick Moranis, I was like, what? <laughs> right. I didn't see that at all. As yeah. This guy couldn't see it. But then I read the whole bumbling detective, you know, more like a Sherlock Holmes um, like the whole pet thing kind of came later on when one of the, like the filmmakers saw something on like Letterman and you know pet owners. Um, other people that were considered uh, Judd Nelson, which I don't know, wow. you know, it would be more of a serious take in kind totally of a dry a humor, take. I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Alan Rickman. I can kind of see that more. Okay, if it's going to be a bumbling, if it's going to be like a bumbling, I see it. Okay, detective, you know, not. Not a pet detective. Right, only, right. I mean, only Jim Carrey can be a pet detective. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe. Okay, what about this? They even uh-huh. considered changing Ace Ventura to a female and cast Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, I can see that. Now she could be a pet detective. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, uh, speaking of Whoopi Goldberg, uh, on our last episode, She's All That, I remember at one point you mentioned, uh, girl, you're in trouble or something like that. There was right, a yeah. phrasing yeah. of it. And I wanted to say, Molly, you in trouble, girl. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and here we are. Whoopi Goldberg. You realize I, f- I flipped it in per- on purpose. You yeah. know, I don't want to, you know, you, on. I know you what know, I'm doing you, here. you wanted to talk about serious subject, and you don't want to bring people in and be like, oh, Ghost, that's a movie. Yeah, right, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so yeah, I, it's it's kind of funny that every single movie we've done keeps to keep, like keep tying back to like a previous episode. I know. So let me ask you. I saw like cause when I was watching this again last night, um, uh, it seemed Jim Carrey's credited with part of the screenplay. Yeah. So was there a change in the screenplay? I'm assuming if they decided to go on the pet detective side, which by the way, being a pet detective just makes it gives it that extra ridiculous level because you're like, okay, you're committed to become a ridiculous ass movie. Right. Oh, ask. You, were, you know, let me ask you a question. That yeah, is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Ollie, you to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I'm not exactly sure about that. My uh, impression is that perhaps he got some of the credit for like a lot of improving. Yeah, he ad lived a lot. I'm sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Know? And that, that's kind yeah. of just what I. Read. And he ass lived a lot too. Uh, ass. <laughs> yeah, he did. He ass lived a lot. Oh man! Apparently, apparently that was something he did. To Keenan Ivory Wayans, who would uh, often turn down a lot of his sketch pitches. That's just what I read. Oh, I don't know oh, that wow. to be true. Yeah, but he was one of the that's best a, things. That's on a very there. interesting. That's a very interesting story, actually. That and that kind of I could see that happening. I mean, who knows? But I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember he was. Look, everybody was great on *In Living Color*. Everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. But he was just that. That crazy white boy from Canada, you know, he yeah. was willing to do anything. Fire marshal Bill, everything. um, that that uh, you know, he he did that that muscular like female character, right? The, right, yeah. the bodybuilder, you know, and all these things. Well, he did a really great Vanilla Ice, a better Vanilla Ice than Vanilla Ice himself, to be honest. Oh, absolutely, word to your mother. I remember that yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> I think it was was it word to your grandmother. <laughs> No, I think it was still mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. I think he, he even had it like uh, etched into the back of his yeah, head or, or he something. Did, oh, he it, did. it might have been on the shirt. Oh, and the it might have been on something on his on on his yeah. head. But he had something on his head. But, yeah. Um, his facial expressions alone. Yes. That I think that's kind of like a big sale on him willing to do whatever you know. No, he was a fool. He was a fool. And this movie, right away, right away. I'm watching it with with Allegra. Right away. Him delivering the fragile glass con- uh, box, <laughs> box containing fragile glass, whatever the fuck's in there. <laughs> right away, I'm like, oh, this fool. <laughs> I, I love it. He's he's playing soccer with it down the hallway. I know, right? He, right. he, he walks into the elevator and he keeps shutting on the box like four times and he's just standing there. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> it's going that downtown. Alone, yeah. I remember it's that already, line too. So quotable. It's already... It was yeah. This whole time, I'm like, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, I don't know how many times I said, "What's wrong with this man?" Like throughout the movie, because there's like a lot of wrong with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not. This lying. is gonna be. I don't know, man. This is gonna be a tough review, only because I'm like, I don't know what to tell you about the plot. All I know is that his gags were fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, it's pretty simple. About this guy. It's pretty yeah. simple. They they're gonna give you a simple plot line and then just let Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Right. Yeah, pretty so much. So he is a pet detective. The Miami Dolphins, they have a Super Bowl coming up. Their mascot Snowflake gets kidnapped and he is called upon at a um, because of a recommendation. And uh there is a murder that happens along the way, right, to one of the right. um the staff members of the the Miami team. And that's it. That's that's all it is. That's it's just it, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. A, a kidnapping uh or a dolphin napping in this dolphin case. Dolphin napping, yeah. yeah. A mammal napping. Mammal napping. I think that's what yeah. it is. Not to be st- mistaken of the the nap that you take in the daytime. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't, you know, not a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Or not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So it's a mammal. Early on, um now is is Ace Ventura supposed to be like some kind of like like a um what was it called? Like a sexual uh, idol icon or some sort because the 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 dog that he retrieves for this uh very pretty young lady here instead of uh money she repays him with bj yeah wow by the way that was probably like the most um interactive bj i've ever seen on on a movie <laughs> because he had to hold on to the beams on the ceiling and like basically get whirled around i'm like wow that's like a that's like a ride at a at amusement park that's what happened there right yeah yeah and I, I don't know. Look, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. By the way, I saw this movie a bunch of times, right? When it came out, like right. around the time it came out. Right. And I haven't seen it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's been like 15 years at least, right? That I've seen this. So yeah, since my kid was little. And so, and, and this took me smooth out, like watching him getting this BJ and like holding onto the beam and like <laughs> swirling around. I'm like, what the hell? That and the, and the, and him finding the shark. That's for some reason, like, why are these things making me laugh still? Like, like it's the first time I've seen this shit. Cause it's so ridiculous. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, man, like throughout this movie, I was surprised how many knee slapping moments I had with this movie. Be me just, too. Because in my, uh, in, in my recollection, I always, I always thought that part two was my favorite. And, okay. and I, I feel like it still is, but I also want to give it a fair watch before I say that confidently. Because after watching this, I, I had a good time. And uh, because I, I know, like, on film Twitter, I have often gone back with people like, no, um, When Nature Calls is better. And I don't know. I'll, I'll Again, I'll have to watch it. But I definitely quote When a Nature Calls a lot more. You know, one okay. of my favorite lines is still, Bumblebee Tuna. So... Would you say that this is your Home Alone 2 as opposed to Home Alone 1? I would say that. I would say that, okay. Baby Bubba. Okay. <laughs> uh, huh. I asked my son that because uh, he watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 like, uh, when he was like maybe seven or eight. And, and he just kept watching them over. And, you know how kids are. They watch yeah. stuff over and over again, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I did it. And I still do it sometimes. And he's... I think he's a Home Alone two versus one. I can but see he appreciates that. Appreciates Home Alone one. He's and younger. I can see that too. He's yeah. younger. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel you know that's kind of like the case of like um, uh, the Mighty Ducks or not? Right. Is it no? Is it yeah 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 the Mighty Ducks? Uh, I had Liz and Devin on those, uh-huh. and um, we Liz and I kind of agreed that two was the lesser of the three because it was so 90s, so MTV-like, right. you know? Yeah. Kind of like the Joel Schumacher version of the trilogy. <laughs> um, and one and three are a little less, you know, uh, hyped up like that. Sort of how, like, uh, She's All That movie that we covered. It oh, was yeah. very 90s. Very, very 90s. 90s. It's, you can't, the problem is, like, you can be a 90s movie, but... You can also be so 90s that it takes you out of the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. That could happen sometimes. Like, you know, for instance, I didn't allow um, uh, Courtney Cox's shoulder pads to take me out of this movie. They didn't. You, you know, know what? I, mean? I forgot she was in this movie. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I actually forgot. I remember Sean Young being in the movie, but I don't remember Courtney Cox, which is so funny. You you can't forget, forget that Sean Young was in this movie because... That's true. <laughs> because yeah, of what happened. Yeah, the reveal, right? Yeah, yeah. the reveal. Uh, with Courtney Cox, I mean, this is, this is when she was like doing Friends. You know, so she was hot. And was it like around, was it, when did Friends come out? I, I feel like it started in 94. You, you know what, maybe oh, okay. it hadn't even started yet. 
because I think it ran from 94 to 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So there's a chance that maybe she wasn't even, hasn't aired yet. Cause we're talking about February here. Yeah, because it could have filmed it too, pre, pre-Friends or whatever, right? Yeah, right. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. So, you know, I thought she was fine. Honestly, it's, it's, it could have been anybody. It, you know, it's, I can't imagine dealing with Jim Carrey at this point in his career. Cause I swear to God, half the time she's trying not to laugh because he's fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And who knows how many takes it took to do shit because this fool was ad ass libbing everything. And like, you're <laughs> like, what the f-? And you could tell, and she's, you know, she's trying to. You, she's got to play the straight man, right? And right. so she's doing that, and she's doing fine. But then once in a while, you can see her like just have this like break of a smile, the, and I guess they're like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna have to take this take because we can't be doing this shit all day." Because this fool is a fool. I um I wonder. Uh, I, there's one scene that uh, comes to mind when you talk about that. It it's when they're over the phone, and he tells her to call like nine one one, and right. then she is like, well, "Are you gonna tell me what what happened?" And then he doesn't say anything. Right. <laughs> you know, then he's like, you thought I was gone, didn't you? And then she, like, she cracks that smile, like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna, you know. Uh, hangs up on her anyway. <laughs> and you tell her. <laughs> he's so stupid. So, um, Courtney Cox, yeah, I I don't know. The, yeah, she could have been anybody, to be quite honest with you. Um, one of the early scenes that I do have fond memories of, because my brother would... Um, the, okay, so the scene I'm talking about is when they go to this party. Her, uh, Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, and Courtney Cox, right? They go to this party so he can snoop around a little bit. There's this walk that he does. It's kind of a weird walk where he just kind of like, I don't know, it sways side to side a little bit. My brother used to mimic that, and I would, you know, he'd just crack me up. And later on, you, you mentioned the shark, right? So he, right. he, he fights with the shark, pretty funny. But then when he comes out, he's dripping head to toe. <laughs> Missing the pants, all Missing, torn up. He's like, do not go in there. Woo! You know, <laughs> right. like my brother used to recite that all the time and he would oh, just man. crack me up, you know. And uh, we're talking about, let's see, I was 12, so he was eight years old. I was laughing oh, my wow, ass that's off. that's funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I rem- so some of these were coming back and I was just, yeah, I was having a good time. Th- this is nostalgia at its finest right here. Oh, yeah, this is like, not just that, but the gags are still funny. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, we're talking to Allegra, I'm like, you know, and, and she's, this is one of her favorite movies. And I'm like, really? I'm like, she goes, really? I go, she's like, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm surprised. She's like, yeah. She goes, I love this movie because he's so freaking stupid. Like, he's, right, right. <laughs> and he ca- carries that dumb, you know, and he, the, the gags, right? It's, and it's also the, 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 physical comedy right you know him jumping into the tank looking you know looking for evidence just that stupid <laughs> shit you know it's like what right, the right. fuck are you doing and um and so i was like oh you know you, you should probably watch like uh um uh naked gun you know just to see because mm. that's kind of along those lines right. you know more so because that's like the airplane naked gun that kind of stuff and i'm like and she's like no i don't think i've seen bits and pieces I'm like okay we got to see that because it's just gag after gag after gag and it's just it's fucking ridiculous and that's kind of what makes it and you have to have somebody that can carry that you know, like Jim Carrey can carry something like this because I'm I'm looking at it going, yeah, to be this ridiculous, you got to have like in good enough writing where the jokes don't get stale, and you have to have somebody that can deliver these lines and just right. deliver the the gags, you know, without it being, um, you know, way like not they could be over the top because he was, but not make it so that you're just rolling your eyes like this isn't even funny because that shit was hilarious, and I think enough people like straight men in you know multiple people who are going to be like playing the straight you know just the the like quote unquote normal like not not 
ridiculous roles, you know, like Tone Loke, throw, throw Tone Loke in there and throw, you know, like these characters where he's being ridiculous and they're just trying to keep a straight face the whole time, right? Yeah, Sh- shout outs to Tone Loke. The previous year, he was in Surf Ninjas, which I had, you know, friend of the show, mutual friend of ours, Pialani. She was on that show. And she was just like, why did you ask me to be on this one? <laughs> she was not why? a fan. Oh, no. It, it was, um, um, we had a good time, though. And she didn't know how to feel uh, about, like, uh, shirtless Ernie Reyes Jr., who was, like, cut and was supposed to be, like, 15 in the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh uh, yeah, but, that's kind of a yeah. That's kind of like uh, we just yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I asked her because it was her peoples that was in the movie. That's really there why, you go. You know, I yeah. mean, Ernie Reyes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's her so, folks. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> dang it! Now <laughs> you threw me off for that. Oh, Tone Loke. Yeah, yeah. Tone Loke. Surf Surf Ninjas. Right. Right. Is Ventura pet detective still a cop? And then yep. same guy. And he, he's still the same guy, yeah. right? And and Heat. Oh, okay. I don't remember him in Heat. I, I saw he's, that. Long he's time in ago. Heat. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just a very well well rounded. Right. We need <laughs> a black cop. Tone look. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw him in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> because Heat comes out in '95, so three yep. years straight he played a cop. He wasn't a cop in Heat. Oh, okay, okay. No, he wasn't. I but gotcha. but he wasn't. But he was in the film. I'm just thinking like, oh, the you know the 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 type of the type of uh, films that he's in. I'm like. <laughs> I feel like. Along. And what about Bebe's kids? Well, when did that come out? Like ninety one, ninety two, maybe uh, even ninety. I don't know. But that was Richard. That was Richard Harris, not Richard Harris. Um, that was Robin. Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Thank you. No, no, no but, but he voiced. No, no, baby. It was the. It was a cartoon. Oh, he was a. Yeah, he was the baby. He was the. He was a baby. Yes, <laughs> that's right. He was <laughs> in diapers still. Right, it's still in diapers. Um, you know, what? Uh I I need to see that again. <laughs> they should take that baby. And then they should get uh, what was the baby's name from Family Guy? Stewie. <laughs> Him and Stewie go on a road trip. <laughs> road trip and try to rule the world. <laughs> Make that happen. <laughs> they probably will rule the world. Those mm-hmm. two. All right, Ace Ventura. I, w- I want to talk about. Uh... Him as a detective, not just a pet detective, but this guy's pretty good, right? He's a great detective. Think I'm about like, oh the, my God, the murder he's... scene. Yeah, he f- he figured it all out right there. And impressive. You know, and, and I didn't remember this was a thing he did here because I, I, I know for sure he does it in part two. But when he's really feeling himself, he will recap what he thinks happened, right. rewind, and right. then, like say it again. You know, so he did that in part two. I'm like, oh, okay, man, it, it went back as far as the first movie. So I, I don't want to yeah, say and- this movie's underrated. I mean, 15 million budget and box office was 107 million. They Holy got, shit. Yeah, they got their Ooh, wow. money back. They and then some. Yeah. This um he uh that that scene in the in the uh in the apartment with the whole like noise level outside the balcony. Uh, yeah, and opening. The oh yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm like he okay. couldn't just he couldn't just say uh, you know scream and, and show everybody that once you close the door you can't hear anything. He had to do it like for, for like thirty Dramatic. seconds. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you but know, I would say would you think that this I mean I feel like anyway for Jim Carrey this movie catapulted him to stardom. Would you think that? Uh, well, hard to say because again, you're, you're talking about 12 year old me. All I remember right. is people, you know, kids quoting this movie. But again, right. you know, another movie that comes out later this year. Well, here's, here's I, the I thing quote. though. Like when I'm only, I'm looking at it from an older perspective because, you know, I knew Jim Carrey as a crazy fool from Living Color. And then when you're like, oh, he's coming out with this movie. And I'm all like, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. What the fuck is that? You know, like in my mind, I'm like, 
this is ridiculous. Of course, I saw it. I'm like, okay, this shit is ridiculous, but in a good way, right? Right. And it made all that money, and I think that's kind of like, but but then if he had another one coming out the same year, then he that was already a thing that was happening. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of getting two back to back for him. He, he's probably I don't know who his agent was, but he was smart enough to go to get these two uh, things going, and the rest is history for him. Um. So you didn't bite. You didn't bite on my catapult. Did, did you? Cat, you didn't. You, you didn't know, buy I, that. I, I, th- I think I do agree with you. I no. mean, this... catapults. You did not. Oh my god! Oh, Don't spell oh, it out. Oh, got it. Got it. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a cat person. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm barely pet a pet detective. person too. You know, pet detective. I got uh, you. I, I got it now. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to paint things out. For I really me. had to spell it out. Yeah. You know right, how a joke I, works. I, you know I, how a joke works better when you explain the hell I out of it. I brought you right? in because you're smarter than me. You know. Um, in in pet related in pet related <laughs> comments, right? I I heard that you knew pet stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, th- this movie has a montage. This the, he is going around looking for a Super Bowl ring that's missing one of its stones. What do you think one about of, that montage? Where one he's of like, the best monsta- montages ever. Yes, yes, because it is ridiculous. And I my my one of my favorite things is like the running on the track trying to trying to yes. look at the ring. <laughs> this guy is so fast. <laughs> we we see about three or four cuts of this. Yeah, and and then uh uh well the first one's ridiculous. The whole like getting the finger from uh the driver next to him, and I'm all like, it has to be long enough for him to get his binoculars. Look right. in the ring. Okay, all the all the stones are in there. We're good. Road rage. Yeah, he's trying to. Do, and then yeah, and then uh pissing off people and getting punched in the face. That was a good one too. Like all all the one. Yeah, it was really. Well, s- speaking of. Pissing, you know the, the oh, urinal, right, yeah. the urinal one. Yes, the urinal. <laughs> the urinal one was funny, and then uh, um, the arm but then wrestling. The, but then the cl- but then getting the chloroform. Yeah, right. That beard yeah. getting thrown out. Yeah, and then the chloroform. Yeah, on the, on the runner. I was like, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and I, I mean, forgot about the montage. I forgot about the runner. And I'm like, oh wait, something ha- something stupid happens. I'm like, oh, and then he gets the- <laughs> <laughs> takes him out. <laughs> Oh man, that was pretty. That was pretty. It good. was good. Uh, another scene um, I like is when they go to the uh, the mental institution. Oh, him getting in the box. Yeah, he, he's wearing market, yeah. like the the tutu. Yeah, you know, yeah, and his hair his hair is even more ridiculous. Yeah, put me in normal. coach and all that. That was pretty yeah, funny because yeah. again, we get a lot of um, you know some of that physical comedy from him. Yep. Him he, when he was trying to hide in that box, that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous too. There, there's that physical comedy again, and and yeah. he can only make it again. He he throws his whole body into it, literally, <laughs> to get this gag. Right, he's <laughs> so good. So he figures out who it might be, and I kind of like this reveal. What would you think about this setup? Into okay, so he's got this photograph of the, you know this this team, and he has everybody marked off, and so now he thinks that he's at a you know at a dead end, basically. And then I forgot where they are. I think it's in Courtney Cox's office. And then he he sees another photo with one different guy. Again, just his attention to detail. Like he right. was able to. Wait, he's like, wait a minute now. That's one face I don't recognize, um, which is uh, pretty crazy. Oh, I, I just it just occurred to me. He was inside a mailbox trying to take one man's arm right. out. <laughs> Don Shula, Coach you, Don Shula. How he grabbed it? he he grabbed Coach Don Shula's hand. Pulled it and had a lighter to see whether or not he had all the all the stones. <laughs> yes, he did that in a mailbox. That shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, that was pretty uh, good. Okay, one thing that one joke that that I didn't get until this time, and I don't know why I didn't get it before, was him trying to get twenty five thousand dollars for finding a rare albino pigeon. 
<laughs> the pigeon that he was like that he saw like he was chasing after uh-huh a couple of times and he did that's the one at the end of the movie where uh where it lands on like the gatorade uh container or something and he's right. trying to grab it and the the eagle's mascot like shoes it away and he's like you just cost me twenty five thousand bucks you know and he starts beating the shit out of the eagle right <laughs> and then he, he is on the jumbotron or whatever uh so i'm like okay why why earlier didn't i think about doves because Doves are white and they're pigeons, basically. So albino, a rare, a very rare albino pigeon. I don't know. That joke is took me out. I don't. Anyway, well, now that you bring it it up, I mean, (laughs) I always just thought that. I mean, face value, it was just a rare. rare, Like I I feel like the owner would have known known the difference. No, dude, that's the joke. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I get it as a joke because there's, it's just, it's a freaking dove. Right. Okay. (laughs) And that it's almost like a stupid. It's like it's just a stupid thing they put in the movie, and I'm like, I'm not really paying attention all these years. I'm like, oh yeah, albino pigeon. I'm like, wait, no, what the fuck, dude? Those are doves. Anyway, okay. Unless I'm completely wrong, is there an albino pigeon out there that's not a dove? No, somebody it, can tweet it, me at it. It probably is a dove. You know, you, you guys tell us maybe there's a bird detective out there. You know, <laughs> we need that. Yeah, I don't know. It just took me out because I'm all like, really? That's the. <sighs> anyway, it was just it was just very silly. That's all because it's a silly ass movie. Right. Right. Um. Well. Okay. Then I. I. I know. I don't know. I, did I sidetrack <laughs> this thing? Did I side? Okay. A little bit. I'm just like. I okay, just. Re- then, I just. Now I'm I just starting to think into it a little thing. bit more. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> I was, hey, look, I was telling Allegra that I was gonna. I'm like, am I? Should I come at this like at a silly level, or should I be like, you know, um, the pets really, they're an analogy to life, right? If you mm-hmm. really think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going anywhere with this. Just basically try to like, like, we started really, off like, serious. Ruin this, you know? ruin I mean, this, ruin this thing. But this, this movie is silly in, in a good yeah. way. Uh, so he finds out that there is, you know, this Ray Finkel guy, obviously, uh, who everybody blames for the loss of the 84, uh, Super Bowl. I think it 84, was. 84, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like how they wrote in that he was traded to the team like later on. That's why he wasn't in the original photo. Uh, right. So, so that was kind of cool. Um, uh, in the mental asylum, insane asylum, Ace Ventura finds a newspaper along with Ray's stuff that included this um, uh, article about this uh, Lois Einhorn. She was a hiker that went missing. Puts two and two together. Ray Fingo is... Einhorn, who's been giving him shit like all throughout the movie. Throughout the whole movie, yeah. Yeah. And I never once ever wanted to pause and look, but the reveal of, you know, his penis in the backside there. Oh, that? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I was 12 years old, he calls it Mr. Happy. I, I wasn't, I was like, is, is that supposed to be a penis? Was it wasn't really quite shaped like one? Was it that was supposed to be a hemorrhoid? I, I didn't get it as a kid. I mean, right. I obviously knew as I got older, but I don't know right. what what you think about that. Uh, this is this is one of the things where yeah, this is pro- the the problematic part of the movie. Well, problematic part, problematic part of the movie. And I get it; it's a comedy. It is a comedy, and I get it. it's supposed to be like a lot of uh, prats and not prats. What do they call it? Pratt falls. Yeah, pratt falls and and uh, a lot of sh- different sticks going on around and everything. But um, and I was thinking about him. I'm like Ace Ventura. I'm like, oh yeah, the big reveal. I'm like, so. I guess the problem I have is a mental asylum makes this dude turn, you know, basically have a sex change in essence. So I'm like that, that just seems like, yeah, this is like really a problem, but going along with the, when I first saw it, you know, I, I think I saw it and was, I don't even remember that, that gag. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I remember him putting it together and the whole, like, 
you know, tearing the shirt saying, oh, it's really a, oh, wait, no, got boobs. So you can get that anywhere, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, right. And I, I just remember like the, the, the music from the crying game playing whenever people realize that it's, that, that they, but see, here's the thing. Was her. he supposed to be a man who went so far to do that just to kill Dan Marino? Or was it like, did uh, Finkel became Ihorn as a woman? I don't know. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it, you know I mean, what I mean? So it's kind of like it's a, a transgender, it's, right? Is yeah, it, is no, it, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, because this is early 90s, what, you know, that's that makes like a big part, like, the, becomes a big part of the joke, you know what I mean? Right. Where, like, in the real world, this is not a joke, you know what no, I mean? So that's, no, it's not. you know, now I'm bringing it down to being serious here. It's not a, a joke because there's people's lives involved, right? So, yeah. But in, but in this time frame, I'm like, well, that's becomes like the biggest joke, I guess, in the whole movie because that's the reveal, right? Right. So, I don't know. I, I, so that's why, that's where I feel some type of way about it, but I'm like, yeah, but. It is a stupid ass movie about a pet detective, you know what I mean? And right. and uh and uh Mr. Carey being like one of the goofiest the char- you know, one of, you know, along the lines of being really goofy characters, you know. So I don't know. So it's hard for me to like really get delve into that particular joke because of that, right? Right. Yeah, cuz then I think yeah, I think oh man, there's people's lives involved, you know. P- people are literally being murdered. Oh, you know they I mean? absolutely are. I mean, we we are talking about a movie that definitely did not age well. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's it, the, the transgenders are having a hard time being accepted now, let alone like in the nineties. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah they they were. They, this joke is it, it is terrible. Um, I I think you know being blamed for the loss of the Super Bowl made him went crazy. I don't know if it was so much being like locked up or anything, and I I guess it, it got. To a point where I guess the the best idea was to become a woman, and th- this it just sounds stupid, right? So he yeah. wants to become a woman, work up the ranks in the police force to have enough power to get to Dan Marino at some yeah, point. Yeah, what's he gonna do? Is it, was he gonna yeah. kill Marino kill? or or just right. force them to lose the Super Bowl? Like it's still unclear yeah. to me, unless I missed it. it. I mean, yeah, I think it was both. Like. Get him where the worst part, which is the Super Bowl again, and get the best player out of the out of the game and kill him somehow. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess my my main my main concern here is that you're right. There's like for trans people, there's a there's a like unacceptance, right? There's right. This, like intolerance mm-hmm. at the very like least, and and outright violence, right, against them. And but before this is always they were the butt of the joke, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a joke, you know. I think the only time it was taken somewhat serious wasn't the crying game. But to be honest, I don't remember the film. I saw it a long time ago, so I couldn't tell you exactly how how it really played out. But but basically, it's always like some kind of in 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 film, it's always some kind of joke, and it's some kind of like there's this overall view of them being you know view of disgust or whatever. So it's always like very negative, you know. So when and of course now we're in 2019, right? So it's like a whole different view. As we change and evolve and all whatnot, and people, some people don't. It's like a matter of how do we look at somebody's humanity. So, I, and I understand this is the part that kind of I cringe at. Even though when you look at the whole movie, you're like, God damn, there's like a lot of really cool, like funny jokes and gags and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this one kind of falls falls flat in the essence of like, you know, just viewing just my my worldview. This is a personal opinions, of course. My my worldview, you know, in a world where you have that again, real people on the other end, and we, you know, in a world where finally got a a like more serious like um you know tv show about trans trans women in particular you know the uh the show post on fx actually Mm. made 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 a show about with the help uh 
being written. Some of the writers were trans women and you had like a more serious look on things. And, and it was like a show about their lives as opposed to like, they're the gag or the joke or, you know, like, like, you know, one of the jokes is like in SVU, they're like dead because they were murdered or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'll come off my my serious pedestal here. No, I mean, <laughs> <Soul it, box. laughs> no, no, it, it, don't even feel that way. I mean, it, it's it's something that needs to be said, right? I mean, it's terrible that the that that is the joke in this one. And uh, again, it's a comedy. It did not age well, but you that didn't need to be a thing, right? They could yeah. have just it it could have been revealed that it was just a man disguised as a woman uh, this yeah. entire time, and I think it would right. have been just as funny. Yeah, I mean, they they could have uh, to be honest, they could have had had it be Sean Young the whole time, and then when he reveals, it's a whole different actor. <laughs> it's a guy, exactly. you know, dressed dress in drag, and you're like, oh, wait, what? Absolutely. Or it, yeah, and I know the joke wouldn't have been as funny if it was him playing another guy. Like, Ray Finkel becomes a completely different guy to become a, you know, detect, you know, become a sergeant or whatever, or uh, captain in a police department, but be a completely different guy. Like, you know, not even close to looking like Ray Finkel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I, I think that would have been even funnier because, you know, once you rip off the you know the shirt and reveal that it's a bunch of stuffings in a bra take off the wig and then it's like the manliest of man yeah it's a different looking guy like a whole different looking person yeah i think that would be even funnier you know for all the people throwing up because you're like okay really how did you miss that you know what i mean by showing us real breast you know nothing in the front side and then the penis tucked away in the back it's kind of like Okay, you know, all these guys, they probably went pretty far and never felt the penis or something. I don't know. Yeah, see, so, no, they, it, it, it needed to be addressed, obviously. I'm just glad, I'm just glad Snowflake was, was safe to be able to do, like, field goals. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Snowflake was saved indeed. Uh, you know what's funny is Wikipedia has this um, albino pigeon hyperlink right oh. here. Okay, but okay. It's for, but it's for two uh, two different words. Oh. <laughs> one oh. is albino, albino, the other one's pigeon. <laughs> so I, I, thought, I thought I was onto something here for a sec. <laughs> oh, man. Now I feel like, I feel, I feel like oh, if I find a way to like, like uh, derail this train, number one, and then after the train gets going again, let's just like pull, pull the brakes and like completely halt the whole thing. But let's get back to like uh, human on bird violence because I feel like the way the way they ended this movie with the f- with Ace Ventura fighting the eagle and beating the shit out of the eagle as as they're saying how you know congrats you know thank you Ace Ventura pet detective right. you know friend friend to humans and and animals alike and he, he's beating the shit out of this eagle. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That was pretty to be, funny. To be fair, wasn't a real bird. No, it wasn't. But I wonder if this is where Robin Lopez was inspired to beat on mascots. What? Oh, you don't know that about I him. don't know this. What? <laughs> okay, so you know he used to be a blazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when he was here, uh, the um, when or when he was uh, a, a team member, when they would go on away games, he'd always mess with like the other mascots. You know, whether it's oh, behind right. the camera, yeah. Right. And you know, stuff on the Jumbotron. But you can you can YouTube this stuff, you know, just Robin oh, Lopez wow. mascots. Um, I gotta take a look and, at that. Yeah, and I guess he's continued on. I'm not saying he started it with Portland, but that's right. what we remembered him about, you know, and we, we loved him here. Um yeah. but uh yeah, he, uh Robin Lopez versus mascots is is a is a thing. So Right. I gotta look that up. Yeah. But yeah, he was that was that was pretty funny. Uh, so I, I think, I don't, I don't know if you have anything else, but, um, I think that wraps up this review, uh, and, you know, what we do, we don't give it a score, 
but we do look up uh, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, on IMDb, it is uh, rated 6.9 out of 10, so almost a 7. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it is, you know what, I still don't know where the rotten and the ripe is, but right. it's uh, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. I, is that considered rotten? I'm not sure. Do they say they don't call I, it that? I, I feel they? under 60 is rotten, I feel. Okay. So okay. I think it is rotten at 46%. Huh. What do you think? Uh, I, I think I'm in between. You know, I, I think okay, 6.9 is high. I feel like it might be high because people find it, like, funny and hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I, other than that, you take away the um, Jim Carrey's like antics and and all that stuff. Like it was, you know, it was a pretty basic story. Uh, I, I'd give it like maybe like a six. Yeah, I, I think it depends on if you, this is the type of movie that you like. Like if you do like just comedies that are like just like gag after gag, just joke after joke, and having like you know, Pratt Falls and somebody who can deliver like the physical comedy aspect of it. Cause this movie only works. Cause I think Jim Carrey is one of those people that can do that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a six probably sounds about right. Not quite a five. It, and again, it doesn't age well in some aspects of it, like we covered. So that's the part that really takes it down quite a bit. Cause you know, like I watch, you know, um, you know, talking about movies like, uh, like uh naked gun or, or airplane. And I know that if I watch those again, I haven't seen those in years, that they're probably going to be some like shit that you're like, oh, wow, what the hell? You know, that was kind of like the norm, quote unquote, right. of joke telling, which is really more like a, a punch down on, on a whole group of people or whatever. You know what I mean? And so there's there's that aspect. And also, you know, anytime, that's why I don't, I, I can't really watch like Mel, Mel Brooks movies because there's like a lot of racism in that shit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get what he was trying to say and all that and all this like kind of maybe anti-semitic shit because he was a jewish dude he said he could do that which is fine whatever but but i'm like yeah i don't know if i should be laughing at that because then i'm like eh, i don't know that, that that feels some type of way about that kind of stuff you know what i mean like especially yeah. when it comes down to that because because i know for instance that you can have comedies that don't rely on that punch down you can you know what i mean uh we had you know we we covered uh the the night um the night before, the night before and they didn't rely on that. It was it was a kind of goofy. There was some goofiness going on with the film or whatever. And there was like you know three friends going through New York, New Year's Eve trying to party or whatever or Christmas. I'm sorry, trying to party and go on from there and tell you know tell your jokes here and there and you know good writing and good delivery of lines or whatnot. Didn't necessarily rely you know because you I don't think you can anymore for the most part you know, be overtly racist or sexist, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have it be like, that's the butt of the joke or whatever. Um, and still deliver a funny comedy because the night before, I watched that again. I think I want to make it into my Christmas rotation because yeah. that movie was was really good. It was like, yeah. fun and funny, you know? So I know that's, po- it's not like it's impossible to do so, you know? Uh, there's a show on, on NBC right now called The Good Place, which is on the third season. They are fucking hilarious. And most of that is because of the writing. And and again, you don't sh- basically shit on a whole group of people to make your jokes. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like where I'm at with with this. And that's why I would give it a six. But then you know you know because just the the gag with the box, the delivery box of whatever it was, or crystals <laughs> or whatever the hell was in that box, was funny as hell. Just as an intro, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I mean, let's run out with that. 
we, we got to remember this is like way before you know shows like Breaking Bad, The Wire, uh, right? Which, which I hear is a good is a good show. You, you've said I know, this you're, many yeah. times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wire. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually gonna uh, go thank call my friend right now who told me about The Wire and thank him for oh. being so like pushy about getting me to watch it. You know, I have a I have a good friend who did that. Yeah, I know a little bit about pushing people into watching things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, for everybody out there in the world, just in case you know anybody out there who who is a uh, mem- you know like follows Cobra Kai and uh, is member of the Facebook group Cobra Kai and the, and all that stuff Cobra Kai related that uh, follows uh, my my co- uh, Peter here, um, I actually finished it. That's I right. watched the whole thing. Finally so. did. So anybody that's been listening to the last few episodes, <laughs> I've been getting on them. <laughs> so finally watched it all. So um yeah that, that that's an episode coming up soon not on this yeah. feed but on Cobra Kai Companion. I'm yeah. going to talk to him about it there. There will be thoughts. <laughs> yeah, so I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. Um you know, this is a, a time before people really put thought into their writing. You know, we've been spoiled with stuff like the the oh, Game yeah. of Thrones, the Breaking the yeah. Bad. You go back yeah. and you're like, "Okay, you know what? We want to incorporate these gags, these jokes. How do we get there?" You know, and it so the, the, a lot of shortcuts just to make people laugh, and and right. I get it. Different times, so um, would I go back and watch this one? Probably not. I think I would still rather go watch Nature Calls with Nature Calls. Like the more I think about it, the more I want to watch it. Um, but yeah, now this, I want to watch Nature still Calls because I haven't seen that in a while either. So now I can't remember much of it either. You know what I mean? So now I want to watch that. Yeah. This makes me want to watch Nature Calls. So I I own both of them on DVD and the um the animated series. It was a, it oh, was a wow. box set. Yeah, I, I bought it. Um, again, because I remember liking the first one, and I loved the second one. And, but I, I again, I, I got to go back and watch it. I do remember there is, because you know it takes place in, um, in some African country. And right. there, there's a point where he faces off with Tommy Davidson. So he's supposed From to be- From Living Color? Yeah. He's supposed to be like this fierce warrior, mm-hmm. right? And- um. So Jim Carrey's like standing in the middle uh, around this crowd, you know, and he's supposed to fight somebody. This big guy walks up and he's like, what? And he turns around and Tommy Davidson's like, you know, in this little backpack <laughs> like on, the, on, on this guy. So he hops yeah. out and then uh, he does his fire marshal bill laugh, uh, Jim Carrey. He's like, oh, wait, this guy? Okay, all right, oh, let's get right. into it. And then they fight and you know, obviously he's getting his ass whooped. <laughs> so I remember that. Yeah. Uh, we, we we might have to do that. We'll see. You know, we might just throw it in just because okay. we we'll enjoyed see. this one. Well, we know for sure we're going to do another Jim Carrey movie coming up soon. Oh, absolutely. You're going to have to wait and find this, out. This might be the year of Jim Carrey's. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. I want to thank you guys for checking out this episode. Please consider leaving an iTunes review if uh, you have not already done so and has supported us this far. Um, Mariano, where can people find you if they want to talk about uh, your albino uh, pigeon? <laughs> pigeon. Uh, you can reach me at Papa Elefante. That's at P A P A E L E F A N T E. Um, yeah, that's uh, you know, uh, Elefante's elephant in 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 Spanish, and uh, you know, albino elephants. We can talk that too. Why not? <laughs> Very you good. Know? Those are harder to which find. I, think, I imagine. Which I think is a mascot for the Oakland A's, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, See, no, hey, yeah, something like that. Anyway, you'd know so, better uh, than me. Stomper. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. My son would. I'm not an Ace fan. I gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Well, you guys can find me on the social medias on Twitter and Instagram at PaulTostalgic. So that'll do it for now. We'll see you guys next time. And take care now. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye? (laughs) Is that how he says it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Tricks off for kids and men will put tricks, eh? 
He's the number one bet, dick. No room for a fireman. When your cat's up a tree, he's the one that you hire, man. Known to bring her back alive if your cat scratch or if your turkey got jive. A little local with cabaza, but still got charm. Brought her back to old McDonald's form. So hey, diddle, diddle, what's late in the park? Chasing more pets than no one is all. No need for a paint, his numbers get deleted. Ace on the case and the job is completed. Simple assignment when I start rhyming. Always tell the truth so you know I'm not lying. Down with the ladies as a lover undercover. Yo, tell him where he's at, my brother. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.